Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today two items are marvelously connected in 2nd Corinthians that you may have never noticed were linked before these two things are the new covenant and the shining of the glory of Christ the old covenant was a covenant of law and of letters with the effect of bringing us into spiritual death the New Covenant, on the other hand, has everything to do with the Spirit and life. And to be brought into the reality of the New Covenant is to be brought into the glory of the face of Jesus Christ. Dick Taylor has joined us today. Very sweet portion before us, Brother Dick. Very, very sweet, Chris. And uh, I love the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we can actually experience his face every time we turn to and touch him as the wonderful life-giving spirit you know you can almost look into the face of a, a fellow believer a fellow christian and be able to tell if they're really experiencing that day the reality of the new covenant can't you you really can and and the main characteristic of those who are enjoying the lord is they are shining we have a, a couple of passages both in second corinthians chapter three to look at today let's begin with verse seven Moreover, it says, if the ministry of death, engraved in stone in letters, came about in glory, so that the sons of Israel were not able to gaze at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, a glory which was being done away with, how shall the ministry of the Spirit not be more in glory? For if there is glory with the ministry of condemnation, much more the ministry of righteousness abounds with glory. For also that which has been glorified in this respect has not been glorified on account of the surpassing glory. For if that which was being done away with was through glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Marvelous, isn't it, Dick, that the new covenant has everything to do with this matter of glory. Talk a little bit about how this passage uh, begins talking about the kind of glory that was shining on Moses' face as he came down from the Mount Sinai with the tablets of the commandments back in Exodus. Well, like Brother Lee mentions, it's kind of a uh, temporary glory, and uh, it's kind of like um, you uh, ride with somebody in their car, <laughs> but it's not really yours. <laughs> and yet in the New Testament, uh, you're not only riding in the car, the car is yours, 
and you own tons of them. Our brother will mention this as he begins to speak, but the glory in the new covenant is we possess the glory because we possess the person. The glory that is God expressed in the New Testament is just the triune God himself shining in and through his Son as the wonderful, life-giving Spirit. So it's a lot different than just something that kind of comes in glory and is temporary. Moses might have enjoyed something for a day, but hallelujah. The glory of the new covenant is the shining of this wonderful Christ in us and through us for eternity. Dick Witnessley was going to refer to another verse in this first portion. Let's go ahead and read that now also. And that is John, the Gospel, chapter 17, verse 1. These things Jesus spoke, lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Amen. We'll see this matter of shining and glorifying all related in the New Covenant. Amen. All right, let's join Witnessley, Dick. Shining the glory of the new covenant. What is this? This shining of the glory of the new covenant is just the living of Christ. To live Christ is to shine the new covenant glory. Moses, he carried the old covenant ministry. And that ministry came in glory. He didn't have glory. He came in glory. You never had a car. You took a ride of others' car. You came in a car. It didn't mean that that was your car. If the ministry of condemnation came in glory, much rather the ministry of righteousness abounds in glory. What a difference. Paul's writing was very cautious. He uses the word came in glory for the old ministry. Then he uses the word abounds in glory for the new ministry. Then what is the glory of the new covenant? In the Bible, the glory signifies the expression of God. When God is expressed, That is glory. When the Lord Jesus was on this earth, he was God coming, not expressed, but rather concealed. Within him was God. Outside of him, the flesh. No glory. But when he was going to die, he prayed in John 17. Father, now... It's the time for you to glorify your sin. Let your sin glorify you. What does this mean? Let me illustrate to you. Here, you have some carnation seed. Small seed. No glory. Okay, you sow the seed into the earth. And they die there. And they grow up. Up to stay the blossom all flowers. What is that? that? That is the seas glorified. So the blossom is a glorification of the seas. 
And this glorification shrine is just resurrection. Resurrection in its fullness. Right? When the seeds are sown into the earth, when they grow up, you have the tender sprout. That is the beginning of resurrection. Then it grows. Then it blossoms. When it blossoms, resurrection comes in full. Dick, this is a marvelous section. It brings up I think the most important, or at least one of the most important aspects of glory, and that is that it has everything to do with God being expressed. Right. When the Lord Jesus came to the earth, he was God, but in a sense, he was God concealed, somewhat hidden, wasn't he? Right, that's true. And and let's face it, what is God's intention from the beginning, even when he created man, when he created Adam? His whole burden was that he would be expressed. And surely, Jesus Christ is the expression of God, but the glory, which is God express, was within him and concealed within the flesh. So thank the Lord for his process and particularly his death, where through his death that uh, concealing factor of the flesh was broken and the hour had come mm-hmm. for this wonderful, precious Christ to be revealed as he really is, the expression of God in a complete way. And uh, so the flesh was broken Uh, The glory was released in resurrection, and Christ became a life-giving spirit. Yes. So the release of the glory, that is God being expressed through Christ in his death and resurrection, is not just a kind of doctrinal matter, but rather something that is uh, not only a reality, but also something that can be experienced and enjoyed by us in our daily life. So I appreciate just like a flower grows and eventually the glorification of that seed is its blossoming. And that was Christ in his death and in his resurrection when he became a life-giving spirit. That was the blossoming of this wonderful God-man Jesus Christ. That was his glorification in a thorough, complete way. He was the expression of God completely unveiled. That's a great illustration of this matter of glorification, isn't it? The flower planted as a seed, it falls into the ground, and apparently the seed dies. Something comes forth. There's kind of a growth taking place. It's still not a full glorification, but that day comes, doesn't it? It does come. And, Chris, not only does this apply to the Lord in the process he went through, but it applies to we believers because right now we have Christ in us like a seed, And day by day, as we turn to him and say, Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. He is growing. Little by little, he grows. And as thinking of a hymn that our brother wrote about glory, and what does it say? It says, Glory, glory, Christ is life in me. Glory, glory, what a hope is he. Now within my spirit, he's the mystery. Then the glory he will be to me. So we just want to keep loving him, enjoying him, letting him grow. Eventually, that blossoming day will come. Dick, um, the other portion I mentioned, we had two portions in Chapter 3 today of Second Corinthians that we wanted to look at. The other portion is another one that we talk about frequently in verse 18. But we all with unveiled face beholding and reflecting like a mirror, and here's the glory again, like a mirror, the glory of the Lord, Amen. are being transformed into the same image Amen. from glory uh-huh. to glory, mm-hmm. even as from the Lord's Spirit. 
really the same theme that we uh, have been talking about, but seen, I think, in a slightly different way in this portion. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The glory of the new covenant is just the resurrection in full of Christ. This resurrected Christ is the life-giving spirit. So, when we say the Apostle Paul shines the glory of the new covenant, we mean he lifts out the resurrected Christ. He lifts the life-giving spirit. The glory of the new covenant is the reality of the resurrected Christ who is now the all-inclusive life-giving spirit enjoying your spirit and you have to live him by working, living, behaving yourself in your spirit daily and momentarily you have to conduct a life that is absolutely out of your spirit. Let this spirit to saturate your entire being, even to the uttermost, saturate your body. Making your body, even your body, physical body, a part of Christ, the member of Christ. This is to shine the glory of the new covenant. And this is to live Christ. Then wherever you go, you are shining. You meet with your parents, your parents will see something bright. Not black. Not only merely white, but bright. Something shining. When we leave Christ, He, as the shining light, comes out of us. Amen. And people not only read us, people will be under our shining. Dick, a moment ago we were talking about how Christ uh, could have been likened to this carnation flower. And we see the process of glorification very much in that illustration. Then you said this not only applies to Christ, it also applies to us as the members. And that's really what we've just uh, dug more deeply into in this last portion, isn't it? It really is, because Christ today, as the very life-giving spirit, is the glory of God. And now we have received him into us, and now we are one spirit with the Lord. I was just thinking of uh, 1 Corinthians 6.17 again, Chris. He who is joined to the Lord... You could say, he who is joined to the glory is one spirit. In chapter 3, it mentions the Lord is the spirit. Yes. And now we are joined, it says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, we are joined to the Lord, and now we're one spirit with him. And as we day by day take care of him, who is the life-giving spirit, who is resurrection in full, who is the blossomed one, yeah. as we take care of him by exercising our spirit, we become the shining ones. The result is we not only tell people about the Lord, but Christ is shined into them, radiated into them. They're infused with him. And I was just thinking, Chris, of uh, Acts 7, Stephen, you know, he was surely somebody 
who had received this Christ as the life-giving spirit. And when he was preaching to the Jews, remember it said his face was shining like an angel. It wasn't just what he was saying. He was really in the new covenant. And uh, and then you think of uh, Paul in Acts 16 in prison and then in Acts 27, 28 on that ship. It wasn't what he was doing. He was just so much practicing to be one spirit with the shining Christ that he himself was a reproduction, continuation, and an expansion of this shining Christ. And so when they were on that ship, oh, all those men were touched by the shining testimony. And then uh, in prison, the people were touched, and even the jailer was saved. And in a sense, that was the beginning of the Lord's move in Europe, all because they were enjoying Christ, who is the life-giving spirit, and they were in the shining of the glory of the new covenant, which just meant they were in the enjoyment of Christ as the life-giving spirit. And I appreciate, again, also Acts 3 or 4, where the disciples remember at one point they were going to go into the temple, and a person wanted to be healed, and he said, help me. And and they just said, look at us. Literally means look at our face. They were not in some kind of temporary uh, going away glory. They were in the a covenant that abounds in glory. Right. They were enjoying Christ as the life-giving spirit, and with boldness, because they were full of this living, resurrected Christ, could tell them, look at us. It means look at our face. We are enjoying Christ, and you can have him too. Boy, Dick, that, that is such a striking picture. Uh, as you're talking about Paul on the ship, or Paul in the uh, prison, or uh, the brothers there, outside the temple, the striking thing is not their biblical knowledge, their Bible school degrees, and we're not demeaning those things. They have their place, but where is the emphasis? Where is the priority? It's got to be on this shining to express Christ, and as you said, not just convince someone of Christ's reality, but to actually shine Christ into the unbeliever. This is the glory of the gospel, isn't it? It really is the glory of the gospel, and it all begins with Christ as the life-giving spirit coming into our spirit to be one spirit with us. And as we enjoy him every day, Chris, what happens? He moves into our mind, even gives life to our mortal body. And according to 1 Corinthians 6, even our bodies become a part, yeah. an organic part of the body of Christ for his shining testimony. Dick, we've been enjoying uh, Philippians a lot lately as well. And Philippians, as we've mentioned before, is such a companion book to this book of 2 Corinthians. We see Paul with so many parallels, and I happen to pick up one in chapter 2 that I thought I'd read as we join Witness Lee for this third section today, that you may be blameless and guileless, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine, shine, right, as luminaries in the world. Amen. This is our spiritual destiny. Really so. Here's Witness Lee for our final portion. To shine the glory of the new covenant. It is not a kind of improvement of our behavior. It is not just to be a good, fine, nice husband or a nice, gentle wife. That is human ethics. That is not the glory of the new covenant. That is not revealed in the Bible. What is revealed in the Bible is the living Christ today in resurrection. 
as the life-giving spirit indwells your being. He is thrilled. It is not a doctrine. It is not an essence. Neither a philosophy. He is the living triangle as the all-inclusive spirit. It has nothing to do with the morality. It has nothing to do with the ethics. It's much higher than ethics. It is the very triangle processed today to be the life supply to saturate our entire being. And we live him, we live him out. And this is our shine. And this is his glory. I tell you, this is the testimony of Jesus. This is the real expression of the trying God in a local church. Oh, this is what the trying God, the Lord Spirit, is after today. Hallelujah for this. Well, Dick, I read a verse from Philippians. He referred uh, to another passage that we could have just as easily have read, for to me to live is Christ, right? Right out of Philippians and how directly he links that living Christ to this matter of the shining of the glory. To live Christ is really not just improved human behavior, is it? No. To live Christ is to practice to be one with Christ who is now in our spirit. As we enjoy him moment by moment, turning to him, even now during this program, we're practicing to be one spirit with him in love, touching him, and being so sensitive to him, what happens? We get filled with him, and then we just live him by shining him. To uh, live him is to shine him out. And this is the shining of the glory of the new covenant. I was thinking, Chris, eventually our ultimate consummation in our experience in God's purpose is the new Jerusalem. And it says the new Jerusalem having the glory of God. A group of people have been filled with Christ saturated with Christ, permeated with Christ, soaked with Christ, and even become constituted with him to the point where he and we, we and he together, are shining out Mm. God for eternity. Mm. And I appreciate so much that right now we're in this process of allowing this one to spread in our being glory to glory, like you read in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Now may we just cooperate with him, practicing day by day, to turn to him, to call on his dear name, Oh, Lord, I love you, and to say amen to him, to praise him, to sing, to fellowship with him, even just to converse with him about anything and everything, and to stay in his word day by day. What happens? This wonderful Christ who is the glory of God spreads in us to the point where whatever we do, whether we drive, for to me to drive is Christ. I preach, for to me to preach is Christ. For cooking in the kitchen, for to me to cook is Christ. Whatever I do, for to me to live is Christ. This is the shining of the glory of the new covenant. And it's just Jesus Christ himself as the life-giving spirit who's the reality of the processed and consummated shining triune God. Well, Dick, I know you leave the studio today and have a, a long drive to go back to uh, northwest Los Angeles, but among all of those on the freeway, there will be one that will be shining, I know, at least one. 
Praise that I Lord. know will be shining as a luminary Amen. in the world. Hallelujah. By his grace, for to me, to drive is, is Christ. Christ. <laughs> Brother Dick, thanks as always. I love having you in the studio. Amen. You're welcome. Well, our time is up. We'd like to leave you with our toll-free number. Invite you to contact us. Uh, we have the printed life study messages uh, that we can get off to you right away and uh, several other good books in the, our Living Stream inventory that touch these matters uh, very much in Second Corinthians, Philippians, experience of Christ in this way of shining him out in the face of the glory of the new covenant. So if you'd like to find out about this material or just touch base with us, it's one eight 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 life study 888-543-3788. Or you can write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or email, you can reach us at radio at lsm.org. Join us again tomorrow. We're just beginning a new week as we're about halfway through this life study of Second Corinthians. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.